He said red lights on, baby. We live. So, old man's around here. I'm checking in. We're going to talk. Can I cuss on here? You sure you enough can't cuss. You can cuss all you want. Perfect. We're going to sit on here. We're going to bullshit. Just talk about, you know, whatever the hell we want to talk about. Now, you asked me, what was that question again? First of all, let's introduce let's, let's introduce ourselves first. Jan- Janelle, you want to go first? Uh, let's- let, sorry. You know, my, my mark out moment was going on as he was talking. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, no, you're fine. You go ahead. I love it. Uh, Jobber Nation, you are with us, the Jobber Tears Podcast. We have a very, very exclusive interview we are conducting right now with MLW's own Mance Warner. If you guys do not know who he is, you guys are missing out on one of the biggest up-and-coming wrestlers on the scene right now. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You just put me over like a million bucks on here. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I, I put you over anytime, any day. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. So as Sarah Wilkins was, was asking before we started actually recording, what have you been doing since quarantine has taken place? I've been trying not to go crazy because it's wild. It's, you know, before all this stuff goes down, you know, we got shows every weekend. We always out doing something. We always had a plane. I ain't been in a plane for, hell, I don't even, I've lost track, I think over a month now, something like that. So for me, you know, uh, I try to, take a positive spin on it so why i can't you know i may not be able to go do shows or or go and you know talk to fans in person and everything i try to be as accessible as i can on twitter and instagram or facebook you know get on there and do some promos and, and bullshit with fans you know i sit down and drink some beers and just kind of you know try to put yourself out there as much as you can to keep everybody entertained but we all go crazy out here sitting around all day bored out of our mind very true where are you currently right now quarantined at i'm i'm in in my crib up in here i got my lot beers in the fridge i got my cat over here i just fed her she's going wild she's laying there eyeballing me she gets all worked up when i start yelling and stuff on the phone so she's ready to fight but yeah i'm just sitting around wow so why don't you give us a piece of your journey Let's, let's start from the beginning how long have you been wrestling uh, where did you train? Let's start from the beginning. Okay, well, I think at the end of the day, I got to sit here and think. So pro wrestling-wise, it's been about, uh, I think, over four years at this point. Uh, I was training out there because I'm from Tennessee, but I wanted to go train with – I always give uh, – a lot of guys and gals will come up and ask me, you know, oh, master, what should I do about this or this? And to me, I go, I'm I'm brand new. I don't know shit. But I always tell people, if you want to find a school, you know, a place to go train at, you know, do some research. Don't just go to some random place. For me, I went out to uh, Lafayette, Indiana. There's a guy named Billy Rock. And uh, he also trained uh, Ruby Riot. You know, she's out there on Raw now. So I went out there, trained out there. And then from there, it's just, you know, you got to get out there, get on the road, go do shows. And you keep you know, busting your ass, eventually you start getting flown places. Just get your name out there. Just keep on working. Ooh, cool. Good, good. So how would you describe your wrestling style? Because, like, I, I tell the boys, oh, I'm a huge MLW fan. You're one of the main reasons I watch the show. Um, but for those that do not know, like, what is like, what do you consider your style of wrestling? I always tell people, to me, pro wrestling is kind of like a buffet. 
And then Ooh. people will go, what the hell does that mean? Just a bunch of food? And I go, no, no, no. There's all kinds of styles, right? <laughs> so for for Old Master, I like to do a little bit of everything. You know, at the end of the day, I go out there. I love brawling. I love getting out in the crowd. I love jumping in death matches. I love jumping in, you know. Sometimes you'll hear a Manser match is going to be under Manser rules. That means there ain't no damn rules, but if I come up with stuff, I'll throw them in there in the middle of it. So, you know, a little bit of everything. I, You know, I could do some technical wrestling, but at this point, I don't think people want to spend money and go say, I want to see Manser do some headlocks. You know, they want to see me beat the hell out of people, headbutt them, eye poke them, and get out Ooh. there and talk some shit. That's very uh, true. Manser. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm Manser. Come on. You doing these death matches? Crazy, what's ain't the, it? What's the beating <laughs> it's taking on your body? Mm-hmm. That's well, it, dep- it, right it depends what happens in there. Now, if I get something stapled on my tongue, I probably ain't going to be eating nothing too hot for a couple days, right? <laughs> I ain't going to get no salsa in me in a couple days if I've had something stapled on my tongue. Uh I always tell people, you know, there's a lot of deathmatch fans, and then there's some people that ain't seen nothing. One of my favorite wrestlers of all time is Terry Funk. He did everything. Uh-huh. You know, he, he, you know promos, deathmatches, technical matches, you know, fist fighting, brawling all over the building. So for me, that's kind of what got me into it, was watching Terry Funk. And uh, man, one of the worst things in a deathmatch is that shower right after. When you got light tubes all over and you cut up, oh. good lord, you just got to get a beer and hop in the shower and just kind of that water's gonna hurt like a some bitch. Jeez, that that's rough. So you talk about Terry Funk. What other um, wrestlers have inspired you throughout your career? Oh, for me, it's uh, Dusty Rhodes, The American Ooh. Dream, uh, Terry Funk, Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Stone Cold. You know, uh, there, I mean, there's so many guys out there that, for me, I always like old school wrestling. You know, earlier you asked about my style or kind of what I like to do. I like doing old school shit because everyone mm-hmm. else may jump and dive and do flips. I'm going to go in there and just beat the hell out of somebody. <laughs> nobody in the crowd could question that. Nobody's going to go home and say, oh, that was bullshit. They're going to go, damn, Manser and so-and-so just beat the hell out of each other, man. So. Very true. Oh, Jake the Snake, too. Jake the Snake. I can't forget Jake mm. the Snake. I got a poster of him in here. I'm looking at right now on the wall. So he's a man, too. Have you oh, met him? A couple times, yes. Mm. Have you gotten any advice from him? Oh, yeah. Uh, one of the things that he told me one time, he, he came up to me and he said, uh, kid, you're going to make a whole lot of money in this. But wow. Jesus Christ, do not use the DDT as a falsy. <laughs> because I had done the DDT and I got kicked out of two. Oh. So I've learned my lesson. If Manser hits the DDT, that's it. I'm going to the pay window. <laughs> <laughs> so, so tell us a little. Oh, go ahead, Sir Wilkins. Go, no, ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Janelle. So tell us a little bit, a little bit about your journey and um, CCW, um, because that's kind of like the closest um, like promotion that I think you've had some, you know, some really great matches and closest to us here in New York. So tell the fans and those that are listening um, a little bit about your journey in, in that promotion. Uh, now, I guess starting out there, I would say you got GCW. To me, 
Game Changer Wrestling is one of those places that, you know, you go to one of them shows and you sit in that crowd and you could kind of, you take in the environment. The crowd's mm. bloodthirsty, man. They're rocking and rolling from it. You know, they're, before the show starts, they're out there drinking in the parking lot. You know what I mean? So <laughs> that's one of them places where, you know, before I went to Game Changer, I was at Combat Zone Wrestling. I had their world title out there, Cage of Death and everything. And you get to a point where, well, hell, you've done everything here. And for me, you know, I want to go to Game Changer. So I end up going to Game Changer. And then, you know, you got all your buddies out there. You know everybody out there. But I remember the first time coming back out there, because I did one show for them before. And the first time coming back, uh, there was a couple other guys who also did Combat Zone Wrestling that were at at this same show. Mm -hmm. And you could hear the crowd shitting on them, you know. They were giving them all kinds of hell. They were just shitting on the the Combat Zone guys. And then... uh, I remember going out there, and they gave old Mansur a pass. Because when I went out there, they were like, this is our fucking guy. We've been waiting Ooh. for him to come back here. So it's cool to see that crowd. They pick and choose, man. You know, they're going to say, like, either you got what it takes and you're, you know, you're you're with us, or you ain't. So it's always cool, you know. I like going out there and having to earn something. So if you go out there and earn respect, I'm all about that. Okay. So, so this journey of wrestling, especially in this in this whole death death mask type of things and everything, everything of that nature, what inspires you to keep going? Because you because sp- you speak about getting into that shower and taking a shower after those death masks and feeling that burn. What makes you keep going? I think for me, it's. I mean, you got to be kind of weird to be in pro wrestling in general. You know, there's got to be something that a couple screws ain't, you know, ain't tightened up in your brain somewhere. <laughs> so, you know, for me, it's, I like doing everything in pro wrestling. You know, I, a lot of people, there's, you know, I wouldn't say a lot of people, there's some people that think, oh, Master just does death matches. I do mm-hmm. everything. So, you know, if, you know, maybe one, one time in a month, I do a crazy death match. And then the next time I come back and cut a promo to where you go, God damn. Damn, Ooh. he's got me, man. I want to go see that. And then you come and see the show, and it's just a technical fist fight. You know, and then the next time I do a comedy match, and I'm wrestling the Invisible Man, and I piss off the whole internet. <laughs> it is what it is, you know. I, I like doing a little bit of something different here and there, you know, because if not, you get bored. You don't want to be the guy that just does the same fucking flip and dive and thing every two, you know, over and over and over. So, What's your next move? You signed to MLW, so you're on TV. What is your next move post MLW if things go where supposedly, you know, after this whole COVID taking over the world is over? Well, for me, I kind of live day by day. So right now, there ain't nothing I could do. I think that's why a lot of us kind of go crazy. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you got to, you just wake up and do the same thing and just try to stay busy. But you're getting ready for, you know, at some point, we're going to have shows again. We're going to have fights sure. again. We're going to be out there to get back on the grind. So for me, I kind of go day by day. So, you know, I always tell people by MLW, every week you see people get on the Internet and they shit on some sort of pro wrestling, right? Sides. Every week they're on there, they're mad about something they watched. And I always tell people, you could get on there and watch MLW on BS Sports or you can watch it on, on YouTube for free. It's an hour long. Sometimes it's less than an hour. And you will sit there and see two to three matches, 
and promos and backstage segments and all kinds of shit that you ain't going to be upset, you know. By the end of it, it, it reminds me of the ECW. You sit down yes. and watch for an hour. Ooh, it, does, it does. You get through it, and then you go, damn, I want to watch the next one. Mm-hmm. Right now, all we got is time. So you can sit there and binge watch from episode one up to now and see kind of how the whole companies went, you know. And I know there's some there's some older footage that they're looking at right now that hopefully that gets on there. And then we could be watching Dusty Rhodes and Terry Funk and Mike Awesome and Tanaka and everybody else on there. So No, yes. It's, I never really and I started watching wrestling with on um I started watching wrestling ECW and I never really thought of it like that. So now that you said that, that makes so much more sense. Cause I love your promos. Anytime you are talking on the mic, I'm everything is on a hush. Like I'm like Whatever he is saying, it means something. And not everybody in wrestling has that it. And, like, how did you just come about into your own with doing promos like that? Well, for me, it's it, that's just kind of who I am. So it, I always look at a promo as I ain't bullshitting you. I'm just saying what I want to say. Mm-hmm. It'd be no different if I'm at a bar and somebody pissed me off and I'm out there talking shit to them, you know? You know, so I always explain it as the fans, because we're all fans at the end of the day. We all still watch wrestling. We all sit there. I'm going to watch ECW and WCW later tonight at some point. (laughs) So if you're watching a promo and you could tell this guy's full of shit or this gal's full of shit, you know, you ain't going to buy it. Mm. But when someone means what they're saying, you could tell from the get-go. So that's kind of just, for me, I'm just, you know, nobody writes my shit. At MLW, they just go, Mansur, get in there and say what you're going to say. And then you go in there and say what you're going to say, you know. So I don't know how I'd handle somebody writing my shit. (laughs) So So what made you choose to sign the MLW? I mean, I feel like MLW's kind of been on the hush-hush the last, like, two years. But I think the last year... It's been really making some noise. So I find it interesting when certain um, wrestlers decide to go there versus, you know, like going for an NXT tryout or with AEW. So, like, what what was the deciding factor when it came to MLW? I think for me, you kind of look at the talent out there. And, you know, you could look through history and you could sit there and go like, damn, look at all these guys that, you know, are doing this stuff right now. Look, they all, they all were right there. So I look at the roster and I go, man, every single person on this roster, you can look through that whole thing and pick pick a random name. And if I go out there for 20 minutes, we're going to steal the show. Mm. So for me, it's, you know, it's that thing of where's everybody at? Who's out there that I can fist fight? And, you know, that's just, you, then you go hit that pay window. So you go out there. For me, it's what can I do here? You know, so. No, that makes that makes complete sense. So, speaking about like up and coming, what's some of like I guess a dream match of yours? Or like who's someone you have not wrestled yet that you're like, I need this person. Like we need to make magic in the ring. Well, if I sit there now, we're talking current, right? Current day. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you could do you could do both. You could do current day, and then if you know, once again, if you had the opportunity with anybody, who would it be? Man, sometimes I go down a rabbit hole and I start naming people like I, me and Jake the Snake. You know, we could have a killer match. Like if this is 1991, 92, we'd beat the hell out of each other. Uh, Sting back in the day, Dusty Rhodes, Ooh. Barry Ooh. Funk, uh, 
Because I look at stuff not just from a match. You know, nowadays a lot of people go, oh, that's a 15-star match. I don't give a fuck about stars. You could throw that shit out a window. I want people to come in there and, and watch some pro. They, you know, we're talking, me and some guy, or whoever it is, it don't matter who the fuck it is, if if there's promos that then are building towards, we're going to beat the hell out of each other. Right I there is where all the money's made. Love it. That's good. So like, but so like, who now? Like, if 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 MLW was like, all right, you get one person, who would it be right now? Oh, there's too many. You know, uh, me and Waller would beat the hell out of each other. Me and uh, Garini would beat the hell out of each other. Me and Loki would beat the hell out of each other. Uh, I mean, you just run down that whole list out there. Yeah, Fatu. because the, the the shit you and L and LA Park did. Oh Jesus Christ, we we broke so much shit out there and beat the hell. Jesus Christ, somebody. <laughs> Like I was just like, this is just never gonna end. Like this is, but it was just, it was so much storytelling that went involved with it with um with you guys and, and that storyline. It just you were invested. Like it was like you didn't want it to end, but it, it had to. Me and Jimmy yeah. Havoc with the barbed wire match. I mean, in a lot of those matches, we're the last, we're the last fight on the whole card. You know, me and me and L.A. Park or me and Jimmy Havoc or so. When you're watching that, you got to realize. Well, hell, on that day, let's say there was 15 matches or something. And when that crowd's going that ballistic, they've sat there for fucking hours, you know. And then now, so it's always a cool thing to know, too, that, that these people sit here all day. And then here they go, you know, we're out here and they're fucking with it. So, um, will you ever go back to tag team wrestling? Uh, say that again. Will you ever go back to tag team wrestling? Because you do have a tag team title under your belt. Well, the I know currently me and Savio, Savio Vega, have done some tag stuff mm -hmm. out of MLW, which blows my mind, you know, Savio fucking Vega. You know? so, <laughs> ooh, 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 ooh. There's a, a six-man tag where at one point I'm standing on the apron and I'm like over there you know, bullshitting with Savio, and I turn and look at him, and I just think, we're in the ECW arena, and I'm in a tag match right now with Savio Vega. This is my life, you know? <laughs> and you just got shit simple. Damn, this is wild. How do you feel when, do you ever, like, truly bask in, like, what you've been doing? Because up to this point, you have a pretty badass career. Like, like death matches with some legends. Um, you're in MLW with like some of the most top up and coming people in the industry, including yourself, obviously. Like, do you ever sit back and go, wow? Yeah, I, I think that's why my entrance is always so long. But to be serious on it, yeah, I mean, there's, I think a lot of us. And not just in pro wrestling and anything. You could be a damn comedian or playing baseball or bowling or took a burger somewhere. You know, if you do something cool, sometimes you kind of forget about it because you're just going day to day and trying mm -hmm. to get through right. each week and everything. So for me, there's always the moments where every week there's a grind. You know, you're doing three or four shows. You're on a you're on a flight. You're at an airport. You're passing out the airport, jumping on another plane, going to this place, going to that place, wherever it may be. Uh, but then you get to the end of the week and you sit there and you go, damn, in the last month I did this and this and this. And, you know, me and MJF or me and Jimmy Havoc just had the 
the highest rated episode on BN Sports and on, you know, for MLW. Holy shit. But those, it's, it's hard at the moment because you're always just doing something. Always on the go. You know, yeah. to really sit back and look at it. So, But then when them moments hit you, when you're drinking a beer, you know, sitting outside or something, you go, damn, okay. I think I'm all right at this shit, you know, so. <laughs> Speaking so, of beer, what made you choose to go light? Why do you do the light oh, beer? Man, I get asked this a lot, too, and here's the thing. It's because I'm cheap. <laughs> so if, you go into, if you go into any liquor store and you walk in and look at the beers, all the fancy ones are down. Let's say if I the one that I go to all the time, when I walk in, all the fancy shit is to the left. And then all the cheap stuff's to the right. So I always know, dating back in history, I always go back and I go over here and I go, okay, I get a six-pack for about four bucks right here, or I can get 30 of these SOBs down here. That's about 15 bucks right there. I'm a, that's why I love Dollar General, why I go to Aldi's. I love it, <laughs> and I love it, man. I was raised on it. You can't, you can't change me. That's a, that's a beautiful thing. Where do you see Dang, yourself in five years? Besides drinking. Still wrestling. You know, for <laughs> me, uh, yeah, you know, besides drinking some beer somewhere, I'm still going to be wrestling. You know, it's uh, just staying busy out here beating the hell out of people and getting paid for it, you know. If you do that anywhere else, you get arrested. So, I, you know, I can go in there and beat the hell out of people and get paid for it, pay my bills. So, Wow. So, if there was one thing you could change about the industry, what would it be? Good question. Oh, I'm going to have to think about this one. <laughs> There's a lot of... I think, okay. If I got to pick something. Y'all remember when you first started watching wrestling? It was oh, all yeah. you enjoyed it. You looked forward to it. You were excited for it. I feel like yeah. nowadays, and I'm not, I don't want to sound like the old guy that's saying, oh, it's the internet and social media. And I'm, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> what I'm saying is, I think people get used to, they lose that feeling that you get when you first start watching. And then you start learning a little bit of this or a little bit of that. And then people start critiquing everything. Damn. And, you know, when I watch wrestling, usually I don't let no one else be around me. And the reason is all my friends will critique everything that's on the damn screen. And I'm just trying to enjoy it. And out of my group of friends, none of them wrestle. It's just me. So I, you got the guy who actually does wrestling who's just enjoying it for what it is. I'm going to drink some beers and watch wrestling. I don't care what it is. Throw it on. I'm going to enjoy it. I think nowadays there's a lot of uh, negativity going on, you know. Wrestling yes. should be a thing that you bring your family, your friends, your, you know, whoever the hell you're going to bring out there. Fuck, bring your, your animal out there, you know, your dog, your cat, your snake, whatever the hell it is, your bird, and then sit there and enjoy it and have a good time, you know, so. I think just kind of get some of that negativity out of there and just people remember, hey, we're having fun here and sit here and watch this shit, enjoy what we're watching. I love it, man. Very true. Sure. Guys, do you have any other questions? Uh-uh. Um, mm-hmm. I, I have a... I, I have... I have one. So, by the way, I love, I love what you do in the ring. I've seen you wrestle live. Um, I've, I've watched your stuff online. My question is, if WWE calls you, are you going? Mm. Oh, we got Dave Meltzer on here, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
for me, I'll answer it like this. I'm not MLW currently. I'm not there. I'm beating the hell out of people. I get paid money to be out there. I'm under contract. So for me, you know, I'm enjoying what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. Let's say in, in five years from now or three years or two years or eight years, 15 years. I don't know, man. Who knows? You know what I mean? So yeah, for me, I can, like I said, I go day by day, you know, so I look, I, look the way it is, I wake up, I go do my thing and then to the next day. Yeah, I love it. Okay. One more question from me. How do your friends react? Because you said you're the only one of your friends that, that wrestled. When you told them that I'm going to become a wrestler, how, did, how was that reaction to the, your friends and, from your friends and family? Oh, it don't surprise them at all, you know, because I'm crazy, man. So, you know, people have been seeing me getting in fights and getting in trouble all the time. So, you know, there is, nobody said it, but I'm, I'm sure all of them were thinking, well, at least he won't get arrested, you know. <laughs> you go out there and get paid for some of this dumb shit he does all the time at the bar. I love it. I was wow, casually. He just said, oh, yeah, because I'm crazy. So casual, too. <laughs> It's great. Um, last question before we do our farewells and you can plug yourself. Uh, what's one piece of advice you would give um, to someone that is currently in wrestling school and, and is looking to make, you know, a career out of this? Be different. Don't do the same shit that everybody else is doing. You know, everybody, mm-hmm. I mean, for me, when I got into this, I knew from the get-go, I ain't going to be doing no dives. I ain't going to be doing no 450s or, you know, insert the name of a strike that everybody's going to do for the next two years and then something else going to come along. For me, I got into wrestling because I loved certain things about wrestling. I love all wrestling, but for me, I had my favorite stuff. I like seeing shit that is believable and they're beating the hell out of each other. Yes, I may do some dumb shit here or there, so don't throw that on me, but for me, it's you get into it because there's something that you love about pro wrestling. So whatever, find out what you love about pro wrestling, and then don't lose that shit. Because you get into this and it's all negative, and people are mad about everything. You're gonna fucking hate it within two years, and then you're just gonna quit. Find something that you love in wrestling. There you go. That's 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 a gem Old right there. Out here dropping wisdom out here. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, it's not inspiring, like wow. It's because it's the truth. I mean, why would you, you know, bullshit anyone and say, you know, the generic thing? Like that's the truth. It is true though, because in this this wrestling world, is just you get discouraged very fast because the internet makes you so negative that you end up just losing your passion, your love for it. And wow, that keep wow. You love what you fell in love with wrestling. Thank you. Well, old man, do you want to tell everyone where to find you? And hopefully, I mean, sooner or later, things will pick up and MLW will resume. Because you guys are actually supposed to come back to New York. And I was super excited oh, about yeah, that. We, there's a there's a whole bunch of shows, you know. I'm just hoping that at some point we get back to the regular thing and keep doing what we're doing. Uh, get on. You can search Mance Warner on Instagram, Stacey Books. YouTube, Twitter, <laughs> all that shit. My name's on there. You can find a whole bunch of shit. If you go to ProWrestlerTees.com, I got a bunch of t-shirts on there. I think you could just put in ManceWarner.com and it takes you right to my store. Just figure that shit out very, very soon. A couple days ago, I didn't know that. <laughs> but you go on there or you go to uh, DoubleHell.com is a new uh, clothing line that's coming up 
Doublehail.com. You go on there. They got a bunch Double of t-shirts hell. on there, too. I got a t-shirt on there. I got a bottle opener. We're going to have some more uh, stuff on there. It's exclusive there, so the only stuff, the only mentor stuff you can find is on that Double Hell website, so you're not going to be able to get that Double on Hell anything website. else. But Get on there, buy some t-shirts, you know, drink some beers, have a good time, stay safe, wear them damn masks. You better get some mass merch because you know that's gonna sell like hotcakes now. I know, right, man? By the time I get one, there's probably gonna be 85 different versions, and then I'll just say fuck you. <laughs> well, thanks again. The boys know I I am personally a huge fan. This was so much fun from they really did this for me because <laughs> I talk oh, well, about thank you all for having me on here. Thank you, and I talk no, about no. you. So thank, thank you. you so much for taking the time and speaking with us and, and having some fun. And hopefully next time we talk, it could be in person with no mask and everybody can just shoot the shit and have a few beers. Yeah, yes. I look forward to that. All right. Take care. Thank you so much, guys. Once again, Mance Warner from MLW joining us on the Java TS podcast. Um, hashtag Black Excellence. Hashtag We're Out. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Is over, got the hands in motion. If you go with rolling, no need to focus. Traveling states and over oceans, you gotta wait till your coast chosen. Trying to have lines outside the show, like every part of religion is at Barnes and Noble.